Today on In Grace, welcome to where David killed Goliath. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. You are listening to In Grace, and we are so excited because we're going to take you to Israel again today. And we're in a brand new series on our Friday and weekend edition. It's called Discover Hidden Israel 4. And today we're in episode two. It's about King David. Last time we talked about why he was so mistreated by his brothers and how he had such a burden on his heart when he wrote Psalm 69. There's this description of heaviness and tears, and we believe it's because there was a suspicion of David being illegitimate. You know, Jesus went through that as well. Now that he's a little bit older, uh, he was a shepherd boy, and we know that he was ministering to Saul with his harp, but now his brothers have all gone to the battlefield, and Goliath is taunting Israel. The Philistines are mocking the God of Israel. And David comes to bring his brothers some food. And again, they're insolent. They're not nice to him at all. Again, I think it's a reflection of his suspected of being illegitimate. He wasn't. He was pure, but it's a whole long story. If you didn't hear last week, you definitely need to do that to figure all of that out. But this David, this incredible young boy, goes to the battlefield without all the armor and kills this massive giant with a rock. Uh, what an epic story. And we're going to take you to these places like the Valley of Elah. That's where the actual battle took place. It was a short battle, by the way. Um, but we're also going to take you to a relatively new archaeological discovery above the Valley of Elah. Uh, it's called the Fortress of Elah or Kurbet Kiafa. And I've uh, been there and be able to study that. And I'm excited about Kurbet Kiafa, which I think it probably was the camp of Israel. It was transformed maybe by David into more of a substantial city. And we see evidence of a dynasty and centralized planning and government because of not only Saul, but now David and David's son Solomon uh, really made the kingdom great. And so we're seeing evidence of that. We're also going to take you to Gath and they just found the city gates of Gath and that's where Goliath would have walked out to go fight who he wouldn't know it was David, but he became David uh, that he fought and he never came home. And then also David later on in life was scratching on the door of Gath uh, because he had gone in and they recognized him and he was acting like a madman and they let him out. Crazy things, but we're going to really cover a lot today and I know you're excited about it. So we're glad that you're listening. Now, right before we get into this really exciting Discover in Israel for David series, let me tell you about a couple things. One, we're going to be bringing in grace to you. I want to meet you. I'm going to come to your city and I want you to come out to a free event where we have music. Uh, we have a message. I'm going to give you some uh, hope and inspiration from the word of God. My wife will be with me, our team, music, food. And so it's going to be a really fun event. We would love for you to come. Again, it's a free event. I have a free ticket for you on our website, ingraceradio.com. So we're going to be going to Mitchell, South Dakota. Those of you in North and South Dakota, you probably know where the Corn Palace is. We're going to be there and we're excited about that. And then, and that's in October. And then we're going to be in Arizona. We're going to be in the Phoenix area in February. Free tickets, go to InGrace's website, ingraceradio.com and click on Gather in Grace. We also want to send you a free bookmark in honor of King David, 
the shepherd king, and Jesus, the shepherd king, the Lord is my shepherd, a Psalm 23 bookmark. Original art of a shepherd, um, the Lord is my shepherd will be on there, and this is my way of saying thank you for listening, and we're so thankful for you. We're going to send you this bookmark for free. Call us or go to our website, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or ingraceradio.com, or you can write to us for your free bookmark, Grace. P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Now, let me tell you, for those of you that want to invest in grace, say, hey, I believe in the ministry of in grace. They're giving the gospel. It's solid Bible teaching. We are listener and viewer supported, and we need you to consider making an investment in grace. Your money will be used carefully and wisely. We call it God's money. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, I'm going to send you five bookmarks and this four-part full-length series about King David, Discover Hidden Israel 4. Now, those of you that can give much more for a gift of $250 or more, we're gonna send you the bookmarks and the video series, but we're also gonna send you a beautiful work of art. It's a limited edition on canvas print of The Lord is My Shepherd. So all of these things for $250 or more. And again, so many people are gonna hear the gospel for your generous gift, and you're gonna get some really nice things uh, that you can only get from us here at InGrace. And I really would love to hear from you today. So again, call, write, or click today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. King David, Israel's most important king, had a humble beginning in the little town of Bethlehem. But one day, he had a chance to go to the battlefield and eventually take on the mighty Goliath. And that's where we'll go next, to the Valley of Elah, and a recent archeological discovery of a fortress city that David likely built to commemorate his victory. Where are we going right now? Well, we're heading up to a top of a mountain. This is an incredible ruin. It is definitely, I mean, a few people disagree, but almost everybody agrees that this is of Judah, that the techniques, the styles, the absence of pig bones. Very important. Early Israelite writing was found here on a piece of clay, an astrakhan. Yes. It's a substantial fortification, massive stones. And the walls are very, very thick. And it's very unusual to have two gates in a city, especially the city this small. And do I see a second wall behind this? Yes, there's a double casement wall. And so you have double protection and then you have houses built onto the, the between the two walls. So this city, and others show centralized planning. This is not just a tribal chieftain that oh can do these, these types of works. This is a organized nation and a very brilliant king. And purposeful in what his plans were. Mm -hmm. It was a recent excavation, I think 2007, Yossi Garfinkel and others have made one of the most significant discoveries to show the significance of the dynasty of maybe Saul, but for sure David yes. and Solomon. And 
behind us is the Valley of Elah. Yes. So where does that come into scripture? Well, we read about it in 1 Samuel 17. You know, that little shepherd boy. Oh yes, been following his trail. He had been ministering to Saul with his harp. And now all of a sudden we see him come into the story in the Bible again. In different characteristics altogether. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what a talented person yes. David was that he could play the music so beautifully and calm the king, but also take such an incredible heroic stand, a little guy against a giant of a man. And the purpose of the stand is very, very clear. The wheels of history turned on that battle. So the, the battle is setting up, and of course the actual battle is gonna take place in the valley, the Valley of Elah, because that's where the armies can gather. The high points are strategic. You don't wanna come up and attack an army. Israel doesn't wanna go up and attack their army, so they're gonna meet in the valley. When you read the Bible, and then you actually come and you look and it's exactly what we read. Yes, yes, it's, it's overwhelming. And, and it tells me this is a trustworthy document. Yes. People criticize the Bible, they don't know what they're talking about. This is truth. Absolute truth, absolute truth. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath. Okay whose height was six cubits and a span. So you're Beyond talking that. about nine feet, 10 feet. Yes. I mean, we're talking about a giant of a man. And Dr. Ball, you and I were together on a trip a couple years ago, and there was a man, a Fijian, giant of a man. And I don't know how tall, but he certainly had to be eight feet, maybe more, just huge. But the Bible describes this giant, and he had all this heavy armor, and his, his spear was heavy, and somebody had to carry his- Like a his, weaver's beam. Yeah, you know. right, it was, like a, it was like a beam that he would carry. Day after day, this giant of a man was blasphemous and cursing the one true God Yes, not only Israel. Israel and Saul, but the one true God of Israel. Yes. Jesse sent David, who was tending the flock, so right. just a young, lad, maybe in his teens. Yes. He came here from Bethlehem and he came to the position of Saul and his brothers and he was bringing them food and greetings. Normal and, course. And blessings, right? Following the instruction of his dad. And he, he came down and he heard Goliath and he, he, he couldn't believe that no one was responding. Yeah. But everyone was afraid and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the yeah, wilderness? Oh, yes. What a put down. You know, yeah. we can barely trust you to, to watch a couple sheep, little punk, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Is that King James English punk? Yeah, well, it, yeah. Scudder it, it, it's, English. It's yeah. between the lines. <laughs> and it says, I know thy pride. So they're accusing him of pride, thy naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mayest see the battle. You know, yep. just awful the way they spectacular treated, ball game. treated David. Why would they be so against their brother? It was a deep, deep grudge within them. So we know that David says, no, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna fight. And well, the God of Israel. Yes, and, and I think we all, not, not that we're gonna go out and fight a little literal battle, but our battle is spiritual and it's very real. And there are massive forces coming against us. But the scripture says, greater is he that is in you, the spirit of God, than he that is in the world, which is the devil. And you can take it to the bank.
Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition canvas print portraying David, the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to ingrace. P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Before we go down from the Elah Fortress to the brook in the Elah Valley where David defeated Goliath, Dr. Ball and I take a quick trip along the brook of Elah west, about six miles, to Tel Es Safi. This is Biblical Gath, Goliath's hometown. Well, here we are at ancient Gath, Dr. Ball. This is another emotional experience. Can you imagine Goliath, having left this area, confident that they're going to conquer new territory, they're going to defeat the armies of Israel. This is the Brook of Elah, and that's the brook that would have taken them all the way up to the battle, and the same brook that David would have gotten down and got his smooth stones from. Correct, and later the same path he would have used in his peril running from Saul to come to Gath. Right. It's the most obvious, it's the freeway. Right, if it's, you know, it doesn't have water in it, it's a very nice little road. And to imagine that Goliath would have taken this path, David would have taken this path, they would have met up on the brook. I mean, it was right there at the Valley of Elah, the lowest point, it's probably where they met and fought. So this brook is significant in so many ways. Very significant, very significant. And history has been repeated in that God takes the underdog so often against all odds mm -hmm. and brings forth victory that brings honor to his name and hopefully the individuals will respond to him in gratitude. Amen. Back we went to the Valley of Elah, only about a 15 minute drive, to reenact the story of David defeating Goliath. David, of course, was dressed like a shepherd. Certainly. He said, this armor that Saul had given him, it's, it's I, I can't use this. So he went back to what he knew, a shepherd boy. So David took that smooth stone, put it in that sling, and then in the name of the Lord, he took that sling and he swung it and swung it and swung it, and it came and it hit Goliath. And Goliath, in all his might and muscles and height, fell flat to the earth dead. Yes. What an amazing story of God's power. And that story has been used for centuries in so many uh, different climates and conditions. Cultures, people love this story and it's true. There is a true God and he's great and yes. he's a shepherd and he is going to win every time. If we he will just has. have that faith. And, and follow him even into battle. Yes. Yes. What an amazing story. 
right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. After his epic victory, David took the head of Goliath to Jerusalem, a city not yet under Israel's control. Then he probably went back to his home in Bethlehem. But his life would never be the same. Now he was the hero of heroes. Let's go back to the outskirts of Bethlehem and hear more of Dr. Baugh's message to touch the heart of God. Last time, Dr. Baugh shared that David was mistreated by his family, likely because they considered him illegitimate. He begins Psalm 69 with these words, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I'm weary of my crying, and my throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of mine head. They that would destroy me, being mine enemies wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restored that which I took not away. When something was missing in the environs of Bethlehem, maybe a a garment, maybe a lamb, the word was that that kid down at the tower of the flock, that David must have taken it. So he had to restore that which he had not taken away because that for thy sake I borne reproach Shame hath covered my face, and tonight the despair grips his soul with agony. I'm become a stranger unto my brethren, and an alien unto my mother's children. His older brothers use the word Muzar, which is of the same derivative of Memzar, which means an illegitimate son. My brothers think I'm illegitimate and my father apparently thinks so too. This is my despair. I'm in absolute agony. He continued, for the zeal of thine house. They think they're doing right, but they're absolutely wrong. The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up and the reproaches of them that reproach thee are fallen upon me. They that sit in the gates speak against me, and I was the song of the drunkards. This was the practice among those who ran the city and the elders of that little town of ancient Bethlehem. But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord. You're the only hope I have. All of this occurred within a few hundred yards of where we're standing at this very moment. This literally occurred in history, and its impact reaches to this very moment. They gave me gall, hemlock, for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar, spoiled juice to drink. Lord, somehow you're involved in this, and I'll accept your chastening for whatever I've done wrong. I'll accept your will in my life, whatever it is, but they persecute me beyond the providence you brought upon my life. And they talk to the grief of those whom thou hast wounded. Add iniquity unto their iniquity and let them not come into thy righteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. 
This means they have determined their own destiny, not only in this life, but in the life to come. But I'm poor, that means humble and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. I will praise the name of God. What absolute faith this young man sitting on the sullen stone of the cap of a well just outside Bethlehem exercised. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. David, this young shepherd boy, realized that the shadows were not the reality, that the sacrifice of lambs and rams and bullocks and calves and heifers was not in itself a satisfaction. The humble shall see thee and be glad, and thy heart shall live that seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor and despiseth not his prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise thee, the seas and everything that moveth therein. For God will save Zion, ultimately God will have his way, and Israel will triumph and will build the cities of Judah, that they may dwell therein and have possession. The seed also of his servants, his servants, those that know him, shall inherit it, and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Next time, we'll hear more from Dr. Baugh's message about why David suffered and therefore was considered a man after God's own heart. We will also explore the places that David went as he fled from Saul. But now, as we end, let's go back to the fortress of Elah at Kerbet Kefia to find out how all of us can know David's descendant, Jesus. What an amazing story, the life of David. And we're gonna to continue to talk about this amazing man, a man after God's own heart. Do you know Jesus Christ as Savior? He is God, he came, he lived the perfect life, a descendant of David, but he died for the sins of the world. Was Jesus God or not? That's the question. If he was, all of it is true. How do I know Jesus is God? Because he rose again. That is a fact of history. And if he rose again, everything is true. He is God in the flesh, and he has died to save our sins as predicted. Isaiah 53 predicts that he's gonna die, but it also predicts a resurrection. And Jesus rose again, and he's coming back, and he wants to save you. I've been saved from my sins. I don't have to worry about hell. And it's not by my good works, because I can never be good enough. Jesus paid for all of our sins on the cross, and he rose again. The Bible says that you and I are sinners. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So what are we gonna do? We can't get rid of this ourselves. Jesus came, lived the perfect life. He was God in the flesh, born of a virgin, just as it was predicted in the Hebrew scriptures. Died for our sins as it was predicted that he would die on a tree. He rose again the third day and he says, if you will believe in me, trust in me. It's not by being religious, it's not by doing good works. Good works are good, of course, but that's not what saves us, it's by faith. He said, believe in me, trust in me. And when you do that one time, you are, as he told Nicodemus, born again. You're born into God's family and he will never lose you or forsake you. You are safely in the hand of God. Now, once you know that, once you've received that by faith, serve him, live for him. Not to be saved, 
not to stay saved, but because you're saved. My friend, that's the greatest news in the entire world. I'll never get tired of telling the good news, especially from here in Israel. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition canvas print portraying David, the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.